Welcome to Stuff We Love Podcast. Hello, everyone, and welcome to a new episode of the Stuff We Love Podcast. I am your host, Scott, and I am happy to welcome back to the show returning guests, returning champions, the hosts of Butter and Bacon, the Good Stuff of Disney Podcast. I'm going to go around and introduce them one at a time, and I guess I'll go alphabetical order just to be fair. So let's see. First off, I have to think about that for a second. I realize, okay, what's the alphabetical order here? So first off, we have a great man, Dean. Dean, welcome back to the Stuff We Love podcast. Uh, hey, Scott. Thanks for taking my call. Longtime listener, first time caller. Great to have you here. <laughs> uh, I, when you said alphabetical, I was trying to figure out if you're going to go first name or last name, because uh, I would not be alphabetical if you went by first name. I'm having enough trouble. By last name, sorry. <laughs> I'm only by first name. I'm having enough trouble remembering your names. <laughs> going last <laughs> names would be harder. But uh, then next up, we have... Uh, also, returning guest and champion, another great man, Nick. Nick, welcome back. How are you doing? I'm doing great. And it's my middle name, Dean. So actually, Charles, I would have been ahead of you, first names. Uh, wow. If we went by middle name, I'd beat you there, though. Alan. <laughs> Alan, okay, yeah. Then we have another great man, Paul. Paul, welcome to the show. Uh, thank you. Yes. Uh, thank you for also for taking my call. I'd like to re make a reference to the caller that was two callers previous. Please go um, ahead. Alan is an excellent name. It's a great Josh name. Allen. Oh, yes. Josh Allen, Buffalo Bills quarterback. This terrible golfer, terrible golfer. <laughs> <laughs> Will the Buffalo Bills be the 2022 to dash 2023 AFC champions? Yes, it's going to happen. AFC? Yeah, probably. You yeah, don't think you don't think it's going to be the Jets? Uh, if the Jets get to eight wins, that will be a monumental. Oh, that would be huge. That'd be huge eight wins for them. The, the Vegas has them at five and a half. I'd probably take the over on that. Yeah, but fair. Uh, but eight would be incredible. Uh, and I want to see record, the drop Paul, that if the Paul. Jets have a better record than the Patriots. Oh, that would be fun. Start so over. on tonight's episode of the podcast, what we're going to be doing is talking a bunch of Disney like we normally do. I'll be talking about a trip I took recently to Disney World for a couple of nights. And then we'll just cover some recent Disney news and have a general discussion related to the happiest place on earth. Does that sound good, fellas? Sounds awesome. Love good, fellas. There we go. I'm shaking my head like the listeners can see it. <laughs> they know. They know. Our listeners are very savvy. They know what's going on. So let me begin by talking very briefly about my recent trip. And I say briefly because it was a relatively short trip. I was only in Walt Disney World for two nights, which probably is the least amount of time I've ever been on a trip to Disney World. I once went there on a cruise stopover just on a day trip, but I'm not including that because this is an overnight stay. I guess I begin by talking about something that I never experienced before at Disney World, but happened on this trip. I was staying over at the Animal Kingdom Lodge. Now, this is a hotel I've stayed at multiple occasions, probably my fourth time staying there in the past six years, give or take. And for the first time ever, I got a, a room upgrade when I nice. checked in. Didn't ask for it, didn't get charged for it. It was given to me complimentary. This is what happens to podcast hosts when we travel, <laughs> as you guys know. So the upgrade was to a Savannah View. Okay. Nice. Now, what, what was your original? Was it just the uh, interior? Did you have any, any, any standard was the preferred? Most basic level. No, it was a standard Parking view. View, yeah. Kitchen view. view. That's a nice upgrade. It is a nice Which, upgrade. Which house were you in? Jumbo. Yes, I was really surprised. I was on the fourth floor, which is only one flight up. You could walk it up when you get there. So you enter the lobby of the Animal Kingdom Lodge, for those that don't know, is actually the third floor there. So we walked up one flight and I was asking myself at the end of the trip, okay, now that I've had a Savannah view, do I think this is something that people should consider paying for? And my overall instinct was actually... Yes, if it's not a tremendous upgrade in the cost. So one of the questions I have for you guys tonight being agents is what is the general cost upgrade to go from a standard view to a Savannah? I really don't know the answer to that offhand. I always stay DVC, so it's almost automatically a Savannah room. Right. <laughs> oh, wow. I didn't know that. DVC automatically gives you Savannah view? No, it's not automatic, but most of them, because it's in the other Kidani, most of them are it's in the... Uh... Yeah, like Kidani, shape, they're almost all facing. Yeah, Kidani, Kidani is built with like the DVC Savannah view in mind. Mm -hmm. Yeah, so almost every room is a Savannah. 
The interesting thing, I'll, I'll mention this as Dean is looking up the information, is that it's not like there is a steady stream of animals to view. Sometimes they're out in greater numbers than other times you could be sitting out there and maybe see a giraffe in the distance, that type of thing. But overall, most of the time there was always an animal to see. And you really do feel a sense of seclusion when you're out there looking at the Savannah view. One of the things that people like about Animal Kingdom Lodge, whether it's Jumbo House or Kidani Village, is that they say they feel like they're in a totally different place, not even in Florida. That is especially true, in my opinion, having stayed at the Savannah View Room. When you're out there and you're looking at this beautiful landscape and you see zebras and giraffes and whatever other animals are out there, you really feel like you're not in Florida. And that's a pretty fantastic feeling for a vacation, I must say. So, Dean, I have prices. I do, too. So there's a couple things to consider. And this is why I asked the first question, Scott. So if you're in a standard view room, Mm -hmm. and again, that could be parking lot, rooftop, things like that. I just picked a random day later in June. The one night would be four fifty nine plus tax. For Savannah, they do view. have they do have pool view rooms, okay, which are considered slightly upgraded. Uh, that bumps you up to five thirty six a night, so that's roughly eighty bucks more. So the first rate from, you gave me, the four fifty nine, is the standard room. The that's a standard room oh. viewing rooftops and parking lots. Again, okay. no no discount applied. This is in June, so you're getting into the more expensive rates for the year. Right. So don't think that these are you know the, the same rates year round. So you go from 460 to 540 basically. To jump to that Savannah view goes all the way to 641. So you're going from 460 to 640. It's $180 a night plus tax. Yeah, I did a similar lookup in late September and it's comparable. Um, The standard view is actually a little higher. It's 497. Mm -hmm. The pool view is a little less of an increase at 531, which I found interesting. Uh, but that Savannah view is 672. Ooh. Now, let me just layer one more thought onto that. All right. So we said 641 for the Savannah view. If you went to Savannah view with club level access, that jump is only to 800. And I say only, it's a lot of money. But if you're already in it for 640 a night, for another 160, you can get to club level access. And much like the Savannah view, people always ask, is it worth it? Yeah. Mm-hmm. It depends what you plan on doing there. If you're going to have a, a stay where you're in the resort all the time, you can go to club level. You can have a, a pretty much a full breakfast. You can get cocktails throughout the day. Uh, when we stayed, the last time I stayed at Animal Kingdom Lodge, we did stay club level. They brought out things like butter chicken and, and samosas. Like they had good snacky food, really kind of light dinner options at dinner time. Mm-hmm. Now I'm not saying this is going to re- replace your buffet at beer garden, right? I mean, in theory, or I guess you could, sit, that you, you could sit there as long as you wanted to and, and, and <clears> eat, <throat> eat, eat until your heart's content. Uh, but with cordials, with desserts, if you have a family of four or five in that room, you can actually get value out of a club level. So um, give you another example of folks. I, I have two parties that are going together uh, and they're staying at Animal Kingdom Lodge in October. They absolutely adamant we want Savannah View. I've had other folks that, that were there, I guess it was two years ago now, and we talked about it. They wanted to be at Animal Kingdom Lodge. But they said, we don't need the Savannah View. We're, we're not going to be in our room that much. If we want to see the animals, we'll go down the hallway. So it, it's just a matter of your perspective. Right. I think if you're into a, a relaxing resort stay, parks are kind of secondary. But the Savannah View can be fantastic. Yeah. And it's, I mean, this is great information. Thank you guys for that. It, the second night of my trip, what happened is we were at dinner and then came back to the room and sat on the balcony and it was so quiet. You heard just the sounds of nature for lack of a better phrase. And then out of nowhere, I saw a zebra in the darkness right there in the Savannah. And it was so cool. It was so unique that, you know, I can't tell other people how to spend their money, but if it's within your budget, I think it's a very cool experience to have. I mean, when you go to, let's say a seven something or eight something price range, then you're in a different level. Maybe you're looking at, well, I'm assuming if you're going to pay, if that's the rate for Animal King of Savannah, I wonder what the base rate at something like the Grand would be at that time. You know? Asking you shall receive. <laughs> All right, Dave, let's go. 
Yeah, I mean, and I'll, I'll echo what Dean said, too. I mean, like if if your idea of a trip is maybe you go to the parks only in the afternoon to evening hours, you want to catch any of the nighttime spectaculars that happen to be going on. But you're going to spend the beginning portion of your day in your room, maybe get breakfast in your room and just look at animals, um, hang out in your resort. Um, you know, I, I think that that definitely would be worth it, um, from my opinion. Mm-hmm. Um, just, and just as a personal note, and I think I've talked about it on this show, my kind of bucket list trip now is starting at star cruiser and doing that experience and then going the complete and utter opposite and having a Savannah view DVC room. Yeah. Um, it's like Nick, we're DVC. So I think just having that completely inside experience and then going to a completely outside experience afterwards would be just such a great dichotomy i love that trip idea i love that yeah scott you're around 7 40 7 50 a night uh, for the same for the same night at grand floridian basic room that's proximity to magic kingdom versus animal kingdom yeah there's benefits to both there there really are Uh, i personally had a great time at the savannah view and it was a very exciting upgrade to get i also i couldn't tell how renovated my room was but I love the amenities in the room. It was a pretty small room space size wise, you know, space wise, but got this gorgeous flat screen TV. It uh, had a very comfortable bathroom. Just uh, it was a great hotel. I love Animal Kingdom Lodge. It's one of my top places to stay on property. Love yeah, it. I mean, no doubt if you're someone who's, who's rope dropping the parks and you're staying out in the, in the parks all day, you're coming home after fireworks, you're not getting a lot of value out of that, that span right. of you. But if you want to take it slow, like it is really cool to wake up in the morning, grab a cup of coffee, sit out on your balcony, and the animals are just coming by. And you know, th- th- there's food that are s- set up for the animals. They know their routine. They will be coming by your room. They're looking for their morning snack too, and and they do shuffle about. So it's kind of cool to see the animals moving in and out, and, and which animals are there at different times of the day. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, I agree with that. The um, if you're gonna pay for a Savannah view you should really aim to make the Savannah view a, an integral part of your trip experience. Make sure you take advantage of that at least once per day on your stay experience sitting on the balcony, go get a, what is it? The zebra domes they sell over at animal kingdom lodge. Yeah. You can get them not only at Boma, but I think you can get them at the Mara. Yes, you can. Mara. That's yeah, right. Mara. And that's a great segue, Paul, because I did go to Boma. Of course, ah. of course I did. Of course I didn't, did. didn't see that coming. I don't have much to add to it because if you've listened to the Stuff We Love podcast or Butter and Bacon, we have certainly talked about BOMA on multiple occasions. I'll just say that I had a great experience. Again, uh, the food was fantastic. They did have the famous goat cheese and scrambled eggs, which uh, I enjoyed immensely. They also had smoked salmon deviled eggs. That that I had never seen on the buffet Ooh, before. Normally, they had smoked salmon separately. Yeah, yeah, yeah. This time it was immersed within the deviled eggs. And I must tell you, it was fantastic. <laughs> I love these things. I had plenty of these deviled eggs. And also, I, I don't know if I've talked about this before on the show. I think I have. You got to get the uh, French toast pudding over at uh, Boma. At oh, the buffet. Yeah. It is so good. good. Stuff. It's really good stuff. Um, that's all I have to say about Boma. You know, it's, it's one of my favorite places to go for breakfast. I try to go there at least once every trip. And uh, I love it. Any, any noticeable changes with covid protocol i would say uh no i mean it was table spacing was typical no extra shields on the bu- buffet anything like no that. extra shields on the buffet table spacing was normal uh for me personally i i did wear a mask when i went to the buffet um i did use hand sanitizer when i got back to my seat before i ate i i, I still do take certain precautions and i felt safe doing it i I'm not, I'm not telling anyone what to do or what not to, I'm just telling what I did for myself. So I had no COVID concerns when I was there. Um, it's definitely, you know, when you think about those things, the ceilings there are certainly very high. That's one of the things they talk about when you look for safety issues for related to COVID ceilings are very high. Um, so I, I did feel comfortable there. I must say. Any other questions about Boma before I, uh, continue with my trip journey? We need to convince Nick that Boma is worth the time. 
Oh, it is worth the time. And I can't wait to go with you, Nick, when we're there. And- I'll, uh, I'll try, I haven't tried breakfast. I'll try breakfast. It's a, the, the only debate there is whether breakfast or dinner is better because mm. they're both wonderful. Could you do both in one day? That's a quite a day. Start oh, there for breakfast. If you stayed there. If I stayed there for sure, yeah. I definitely would do that. And I wouldn't be able to eat lunch in between. <laughs> Could you just stay in home the whole day? I think they'll kick you out. There's there's a time when they're not serving. I think they stop at like yeah, one and lunch. then they pick it back up at four or something like that. I will tell you that a great day, at, if you're staying at Animal Kingdom Lodge, the pool there is fantastic. It's an enormous yes. pool. I went there during a previous trip. I, I really wanted to go this time. I just didn't get around to it. It's a great pool. Start your day with a, a mid-morning breakfast over at Boma and then Take a day, relax, see some animals, enjoy your savanna view, go swimming, come back to Boma or Jico for dinner. That is a full Animal Kingdom Lodge experience day. I like that. If you uh, go to the pool in Kidani uh, and you um, do the slide, you have to lay down. If you try to sit up, you'll go so slow. Oh, wow. Okay. And Polly will make fun of you when you send him a video. I did not make fun of you. I put you to music. <laughs> I put you to the Curb Your Enthusiasm music. <laughs> That That's my perfect. wife was waiting forever for me to come down that slide because I was sitting up. She's she's filming for like a minute. Nick is not <laughs> appearing, and then he appears. And, and then he just, goes in the water because <laughs> you have no speed. Just bloop right into the water. I think I think Nick had eaten that bowman. and he got stuck on the slide. That could be. Let me ask you guys a question: When you go to Animal Kingdom Lodge, would you gravitate towards Jumbo House or Kidani Village? There's no right. I know our our friend Kyle, who's been on the show a bunch, loves Kidani Village, and it's fantastic. I'm just curious to hear guys' opinion on opinions on this. Well, the the interesting thing for me is I love Sanaa, yeah. but I think Jumbo House has more to offer, yeah. um, particularly for people that enjoy the bar scene. I mean, that Victoria Falls bar is like Beautiful. hidden in hidden in plain sight. Yes, yeah. you talk about when you walk in on the and you're on the third floor, you got to go up to Victoria Falls, I believe. And right. you get like a view of the restaurants below. It's just neat, dark yeah. wood stairs. It's yeah. like, I, I think if I'm correct about this, I could be wrong. If you're in the main lobby, you actually go down a couple of stairs and then you go up. And then go separate, back up. Yeah, That's right. Very That's cool. Right. And great, yeah, like right. waterfalls around the rocks there. It's just oh. uh Give me a drink while I relax there. That's like, and that's not even talking about the great offerings. I mean, that's just the ambiance and the location. Yes. It, it, so I, to me, it'd be Jumbo House. That would be more grand. Jumbo House. But I love Sanaa. So yeah. I don't know. Check, check the hours because I got to Victoria Falls at like four and didn't open till five. And interesting. Oh, I'll, I'll, I'll. I was crying. I'll be a squatter. I'll, I'll sit there for an hour and wait. I'll be the first person. I'll rope drop Victoria Falls. <laughs> It would definitely be Jumbo for me. I just uh, I, I like the hustle bustle of that lobby. Yeah, and just hanging out there. It's you know you can get see animals at either place. Uh, good to go up and walk the bridge uh, up above the lobby if you've never done that. That's always fun. Mm-hmm. And there's if you ask at the uh, the main desk, they will give you a scavenger hunt throughout uh, Jumbo House. And at, at times throughout the day, you can actually get uh, curators to talk to you about all the dis- stuff that's on display. Mm-hmm. Yeah, there's a I lot believe more. at night at both of them, you can get night vision goggles to check out the animals. Yes, that um, was actually one thing I was just going to mention. Um, real quick before we get to that, Nick, where would you go to? What's your gut feeling? Gut Kidani or Jumbo? I mean, I love uh, Kidani, but Jumbo does have a lot more going mm-hmm. on. That's the big giant gift shop. Great store. The, yeah. They the sell bigger. a lot of alcohol in that store. I don't know if you guys. They do. Tremendous amount. Just an observation. I was there. Not, not only do they offer, they actually sell a lot. If you ever walk, hang around for a while and watch the other they pages sell come a through, lot. they sell a lot. I was there. They have these commemorative 50th anniversary Coca-Cola bottles that they're selling there at the parks, where it's like different designs on each bottle. It's very cool. And uh, they're enormous bottles. They're larger than your normal Coke bottles. And when I was there getting that, I um, saw how many people <laughs> were buying alcohol. I was quite surprised. A similar story at um, Saratoga Springs, <laughs> but it's kind of a limited, much more limited amount, but they always have more. Wow. The, the, the first time we stayed at Saratoga Springs, we watched a guy bring in like, I don't know, 12, 12 packs from his car of Coors Light. 
I think they were going to have a party. <laughs> yeah, you had the whole luggage cart full. I remember you telling me about that. Yeah, they were either having a party or he was staying for a month because he had stayed so much beer. Well, we got the weekend's beer ready. Yeah. What do you got going on this weekend? Oh, no, no. That's the guy that bringing guy. in his uh, cases. Oh, yeah, <laughs> of course. Of a, course. He, yeah, I'd take a couple trips to get it all. And he had a little dolly. He was uh, now, See, you got to get the luggage cart. Yeah. I think it fit it all. But Paul, you mentioned a moment ago, the night vision goggles, something I was going to mention that I learned this trip is that they offer a nighttime safari experience. And I did see people waiting to go on it. They were gathering with a tour guide and I was just giving advice to people going in a couple of weeks and I, they were looking for group activities. I said, you know what? Look at, look this up. This is unique. It's definitely, it's not really fun. That's really it's busy. not that expensive. Um, it was a really cool experience. I, as previously detailed on an episode of Butter and Bay. Go to the vault. It's all there. <laughs> so uh, we did that. I'll give you a couple of other trip highlights. One night when I was there, I guess it was the first night, I took advantage of something that was being offered at the Magic Kingdom, which is extra hours for deluxe hotel guests. I was there until 1 a.m., which I think was the closing time. And... I, I recognize, I'm, I'm not going to say much about it because this, this has been debated so much in the Disney online community. There are many people who feel that it is wrong of Disney to just offer a perk like this to deluxe hotel guests, that it excludes moderate hotel guests and value guests and people staying at other off-property places. I understand that perspective, and that's, that's a valid opinion to hold. I'm just commenting on my experience this trip where I did stay at a deluxe hotel and got to take part in this. And it, it, it's awesome. I have to say it was awesome. It reminded me very much of years ago, like we've talked about on the show before, being able to go to the parks late at night until early morning hours, close down the place and basically have walk-on experiences. You guys know what I'm talking about. I don't have a problem with this. I mean, at yeah. Universal, if you stay at certain resorts, you get the express pass. Yes. So there are perks to staying at certain places and, you know, it, I guess the argument you made, if you think of this as being something embedded in the cost of the deluxe resort, well, you know, how about you just charge people like they used to with the old E nights and let people pay for it? But I think it's a good, it's a good perk. I, we, for years, we've been saying, you know, that there's nothing wrong. They should do something to differentiate with the different resorts and offer right. different things for different tiers. And I think this is a good offering for people at the deluxe resort. I'm with you, Dean. That is my overall take on it as well. And I'll tell you that everything was pretty much a walk on splash Madden was closed during this time. I don't know if that's an, something that occurs at every one of these things, but it was closed this time, but I got on haunted mansion. Um, smaller things like the, the teacups, I could have walked right onto Peter Pan for the most part. Mine train wasn't that bad a wait. Um, several other things got snacks it was great for photo opportunities. We hung out in front of the castle late night. And before we left, we were, you had your pick of whatever location you wanted. It was not overly busy. It was just a fantastic experience. And like I said, the old school Disney world vacation type nights was so much fun. And I, I took a look this summer. It seems like they're doing it every week. I think Monday may be Epcot night and Wednesday magic kingdom. So these perks are going to continue at least through the summer, which is something, if you're staying at a deluxe resort, you should, absolutely incorporate into your planning schedule. It's a game-changing experience, I think. Scott, how did they monitor it? So if each time you went on an attraction, you had to scan in, it was either a magic band, which is what I did. And apparently they got everyone in your party with one magic band. And then uh, people with physical tickets, they would scan that. And so you needed to go every time you got on an attraction, verify that you were a deluxe hotel guest. And I did see someone get turned away with her daughter. They didn't realize that it was an after hours type event and she did get turned away, which was tough to see. That was at Buzz Lightyear. She realized she was trying to get through. <laughs> so, limits. so, so I, Scott, in, in theory, you could hang out, you could hang out on main street. You might be able to yes. shop and, and be there after hours, but to totally. do an attraction, you had to be a deluxe guest and that scan through. That is accurate. hundred percent. accurate. See, and that's interesting. That's a little different than when you'd go to the Christmas or the Halloween parties where they'd have, they would have people stationed in the hub. You couldn't even get from land to land um, without having, you know, in the early days, the dedicated wristband and then later um, your ticket media on your magic band. Right here, here it was more 
open-ended. Like you could just hang out in the park until closed. And from what I could see anyway, unless I'm missing something, but that was, there was nobody checking before you entered a particular land or anything like that. Uh, I did have a snack there. Nothing unusual, pretty much a classic. I did have the Dole Whip vanilla twirl ice cream. And it was great. Just glorious to be sitting that, eating that in Adventureland. Um, so Magic Kingdom, that was that. The other thing I did want to talk about with my trip was that I did not do Genie Plus, but I did do Lightning Lane for Ratatouille. Now, here's the deal. This was the first Thanks, time man. I ever did any one of these services. That makes sense. Is that phrased properly? Did any one of these services? That's the first time I took advantage of any one of these things. So what I did was when the lightning lane for the day became available at Ratatouille, I was on the app, entered what ride I wanted to go on, which was Ratatouille, how many people were in my party, and then it gave me a choice of approximate time of day. And I knew because I had meetings earlier in the day, it was going to be a later thing. So I selected four o'clock and then said, something's available. You can purchase this experience for $9 a person. So I did it. And what happened is I, I'm, I have the benefit of being an annual pass holder. So what we did was we walked right into Epcot over at the International Gateway, walked over to France, which is right there. There's a separate entrance for Lightning Lane, scanned in on my magic band like you were checking in for Fast Pass type thing. They let me in. I was literally on the ride in five minutes or less. It was pretty remarkable given how massive the standby line was. And um, well, that's why the standby line was massive. <laughs> <laughs> that's right. That's right. You know, I don't want to give away any spoilers here because I know not everyone here has written it and our listeners may not have written it yet. I'll just say whether or not I liked it. And I did like it. I think that if you are there with kids, it's an essential ride it's definitely up there with frozen whatever else you may want to take your kids on i probably would not go again on an adults only trip that being said if you're like us and you appreciate disney and the imagineering and the talent and artistry behind it it's a very cool ride so that that alone would justify riding it again but for me personally it's not going to be one of my go-to experiences but i'm glad i did it that's ratatouille all right that's ratatouille <laughs> Oh, the sound, other sound C ticket level. Ah, uh, it's. I'm telling you, kids would love it. Kids will. It's a fantastic family ride. I've heard it referred to as a strong D ticket. I'm with that. I agree with that. If E tickets at Epcot are going to be your Soarin' Test Track, Cosmic Rewind, um, what else would be an E ticket? Frozen. Frozen. Yeah. I mean, they, and yeah, I mean, what's, what's funny is if you look at the original Disneyland and Nick can comment on this too, having been to Disneyland on several occasions, I believe, um, how they had attractions grouped by those E tickets, A ticket, B ticket, C ticket. It's like all anybody talks about nowadays is that E ticket attraction. But the thing that makes a theme park is all of them. Right. So, you know, when when you have, like, if you say the Jungle Cruise is an e-ticket, there's a lot of people nowadays that would say, no, no way. No, it's not. Back then, yes, it was. Right. Yeah, and those, um, those little ticket booths, you got, like, um, four, a t- four A rides, but you only got one E. So right. you had to keep buying more tickets to do the E attractions. Um, that's how they used to get you back in the day. Well, yeah. and, and, and I agree with Paul. You you need rides across the gambit. Not every new ride that comes on board has to be this no. e-ticket. And the other thing that I think that people go a little wrong with that booking level is they think e-ticket means thrill attraction, right? And it Not absolutely doesn't. Correct. Yes. And, and I mean, so I'm like, okay with this being you know a, a kiddie level ride, and it's probably you know didn't blow Scott's hair back physically or emotionally, but it sounds like it was a lot of fun. Uh, it sounds like it's a good addition to the park. And, and uh, you know, I, I think I agree with you. Just just from what I've heard, I'm trying to stay spoiler free, so I appreciate you not giving too many details. Sure. I, I don't know that I would want to pay the $8 per ride every single time I ride it. Yeah. Uh, but there is the alternative of just getting in line. Sure. So it's um, it's a matter of what's, what it's worth to you, time or money. So to illustrate your point, it's a small world in Disneyland. It was an e-ticket. Interesting. Yeah. And still is. 
But I guarantee if you were, if I were to put, actually, I'll put a poll up on this Twitter. And I'll say, what, what do you consider small world? And we'll see what they say. A or B. I'm going to leave A out. I'm going to do B, C, D, and E because I can only go four. I need to look it up. I'm trying to remember what A's were. (laughs) I I think it was the show. I'm I'm thinking it's the shows. I think the stagecoach was an A ticket. Mm -hmm. You know, like those types of rides, like the mule train ride. Um, I think like the Mike Mike Fink keelboats might have been an A ticket. I think it's like your transportation rides, not Autopia. And also not pronounced Autotopia. I don't know why people do that either. <laughs> and uh, when they had the ticket booth, there was like three different Autopia rides anyways. Right. Yeah, Midget Autopia, Autopia, and the other so, one. There was a boat one. The other one. <laughs> the Watertopia. Oh, that's called. right. <laughs> I forget what it was called. Yes. Spectacular? Yes. Yeah, Aquatopia. I wonder what Haunted Mansion was. Is that E-Ticket? E-Ticket. Yeah. Yeah, that I know. Scott, I do want to say, though, going back to the Magic Kingdom for one second. Sure. Um, our first trip there, Magic Kingdom was open till 3 a.m. And uh, that's pretty fun. Yeah, that's just, awesome. When it's like you, you, you got to power through and make it all the way to the end. 3 a.m. is. Uh... That was during the uh, Summer Nightastic promotion. It was like 2010. Yeah. I did 3 a.m. once in 2010. It was extra magic hours at the Magic Kingdom. I think I did six rides in a row at Big Thunder Mountain to close the park. Beautiful. I walked back to Bay Lake Tower. I think I got back to my room at 3.20, 3.30. Do you remember how late you slept in? I was, was up again at 6.45. I say it was up at 6. It was funny because at like 3 a.m. Space Mountain, was you could pretty much just walk right back on. Yeah. But you still had to wait for October. Yeah, you can't ride. Yes. Plane open. Yeah. Yeah, Space Mountain, you can't stay on. That's why I specifically went over to Big Thunder mm. with my cousins. I said, because here you don't have to disembark. <laughs> yeah, I think, my, uh, I think I've done the people move four in a row without getting off. It's great. So yeah, I would those, love it if they brought back those 3 a.m. closing nights. That would be... Some, some of those great. old nights where they would close at 3, they'd reopen at 7 yeah. or yeah. 8 in the morning. Yeah. It was park was open 20 hours a day. It was amazing. Yeah. You know what's interesting? Not- yeah, again. And that's not counting the 24 hour day. No, no, yeah. No. That they've done. I mean, this was just re- regular operations, quote unquote. I remember no. leaving the parks, you know, when it would be open until let's say two, three in the morning. And you take a bus, if you took the bus back, it would be so quiet on the bus. People were exhausted. But then you got back to the room and you put on must do Disney, you'd get this like burst of energy and you couldn't go to sleep. It's this weird, uh, weird thing. And, but and I wanted the, to, go ahead, sorry way, about the, that. The way they do things now, how much do you think they would charge for a 24-hour day? Oh. You're looking at $200. <laughs> yeah, I was thinking like I was going to say between 2 and 250 maybe. And how much they charge for the regular uh, events? Like uh, 3 or 4 hours? Well, I'll tell you this. At Universal Studios for later this year, I bought tickets for Halloween Horror Nights and I bought the Express Pass. The Express Pass. This is for a Saturday night. Was over two hundred dollars. Yes, that includes the express pass. Was more than the ticket. Yeah. Well, it's how much you value your time. Sure. Halloween is coming, gentlemen. So is so is the holiday season. I'll be here before you know it. You can can get get in to the fourth, please. (laughs) I believe you can get in the park at like. uh, Do you get the all day ticket or just the Halloween? Uh, Well, I have an annual pass, but if you go to Halloween Horror Nights. There's, I think that they let you in for that at six o'clock. They, yeah, they queue let you, you in. up in a certain location. Yeah. Um, well, cause I did it and I got in like two or three hours before the event started. Yes. And I rode almost every ride in the park. There was nobody there that day. Everyone wow. was waiting for uh, the uh, horror nights to start. So no one right. was in the park. Everyone was queued up. When you were in the park before you went to horror nights, did you queue up at a restaurant inside the park? Like, did they keep you at one of the restaurants in that area? Yeah, it was um, the Irish restaurant. I don't remember which one it was. Okay. Actually, um, we went. I met up with some friends and we went and ate. But before they got there, I rode like I rode Mummy like three times. Men yeah. in Black, The Simpsons ride. I did like half the rides there mm. <laughs> before the uh, 
event even started. Then we met up, we had uh, pizza, and then they queued us up for, um, I think which one we did first. Oh, we did Ghostbusters first. That's why. Ghostbusters, I, that was the whole great why, house. Great that house. was the whole reason why I went was that I wanted to do the yeah. Ghostbusters house. One other thing I wanted to mention about my trip, I forgot. I did go to the boathouse. And as always, <laughs> when I go to the boathouse, I'm on a quest to try something new every time. How could you forget boathouse? I know. The, the new thing I tried was the official beer of the boathouse, their own their own type of beer. I have the 1972 Disneyland guide for ticketing, by the okay. way. Okay. Paulie has the beer on his untapped. <laughs> I do. I've looked it up before. Actually, Scott and I have discussed this before. Yes. Um, the beer boathouse. Uh, the A ticket attractions were the Main Street of Horse Cars, the Horseless Carriage, the Omnibus, the Fire Engine, the King Arthur Carousel, and Sleeping Beauty Castle. So essentially, the Main walk Street through. vehicles, the castle, and the carousel were A tickets. The castle walkthrough. Yeah. The B tickets, and this is like the forgotten ticket. No one talks about B ticket attractions. Right. The Main Street right. Cinema, the Motorboat Cruise in Fantasyland, Swiss Family Treehouse, Casey Jr. Circus Train and Alice in Wonderland. Shocked by Alice in Wonderland that that wow. was a B. I would have thought that would have been a C or a D. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, was, you said seventy-two. Yeah, this is nineteen seventy-two. Okay, that was probably before the redo too. Uh, definitely before the Tomorrowland redo, right? They redid it a couple times because they redid Tomorrowland when they built Space Mountain, and that wasn't until seventy-six. 77 in Disneyland. They built it in Walt Disney World first in 75. But anyway, in any case, sea tickets were the Fantasyland Theater, Mad Tea Party, the Autopias, both Fantasyland and Tomorrowland. The Shooting Gallery was a sea ticket. Jeez. Peter Pan's Flight, Dumbo, Mr. Toad's Wild Ride. I get that. Snow White's Scary. No, not Scary Adventures. Snow White's Adventures. The Mike Finn Keelboats. Boy, was I wrong. That was a sea ticket. And Great Moments with Mr. Lincoln. Yeah. Hmm. Then the D tickets, Dean's favorite, Rocket Jets. The People Mover is a D ticket. Flight to the Moon. I remember. Storybook Land Canal Boats. Shocking. Tom Sora Island Rafts. Boy, I was way off on that. The Skyway from Tomorrowland to Fantasyland. The Davy Crockett Explorer Canoes. The Santa Fe and Disneyland Railroad. The Railroad was a D ticket. Columbia sailing ship and the Mark Twain steamboat. Wow. And then the e-tickets, the mine train ride, the pack mules was an e-ticket. I was way off. Jungle cruise, of course, the monorail, the Matterhorn, it's a small world, the enchanted tiki room, Mm. submarine voyage, pirates of the Caribbean, country bear jamboree and the haunted mansion. Now there were free attractions free with admission. I should add the Walt Disney, A Legacy for the Future on the Main Street Show. Uh, the GAF, GAF Photo Salon in Main Street. INA's Carefree Corner. No idea what that is. The Frontier, <laughs> Frontierland Arcade Gun Collections. So you can go look at guns for free. Uh, the Golden Horseshoe Review. Shocking that it was free. Yeah. That's crazy to me. Um, the Circle Vision 360s were free because they were sponsored by Bell. Those used to make me nauseous. Mm -hmm. Oh, really? The 360s made you nauseous? Nauseous? They gave me vertigo and made me nauseous. I had to sit on the floor. Carousel Progress was free. And the White Whale, I know Nick and I agree with this completely, Adventure Through Inner Space. That was free? Because it's presented by Monsanto. So this is like the pre-Epcot. That's the greatest ride ever. If, yeah, I, I... it, it, it comes up every time. What ride would you most want to do historically in Walt, in Disney history? Not Walt Disney World, just Disney history. Mm-hmm. I would like to experience Adventures Through Inner Space. Mm-hmm. I experienced it multiple times. I love that ride. I oh. used to go on. We would just get off and get right back on. So cool. Tomorrowland yeah. in the 80s was amazing. It was the best. Before or after Star Tours for you? Before, because they shut down Inner Space to put Star Tours. That's right. That's right. Wow. Paul, thank yeah, you for that. That was great. Because you had um, Space Mountain. You had the People Mover. You had Adventure Through Inner Space. You had um, America Sings. 
you had the monorail went through there. Yep. Um, and the submarine voyage. Submarine voyage. And there was one other thing. Tomorrow, uh, uh, the Skyway was there. Mission to Mars or Autopia something. Autopia was there. Mission to Mars was there. The the uh, they hadn't moved the sky the star jets yet. Yeah. I don't think. I feel a podcast topic coming on as a result of this uh, ticket breakdown. So, Paul, the, the uh, Carefree Corner was originally the Plaza Apartments. Oh, And okay. it was a basically a way to generate sponsorship money. And so INA is an insurance company from back in the day. And, and they looked for old, reliable firms which have been in business 50 years or more. And they can uh, show how they started to reproduce their first place of business. And that's essentially what it was, was a walkthrough um, sponsored by insurance company North America INA. Which, well, again. I believe Sponsor. merged with Connecticut General and became Cigna, but that's way too much insurance history. <laughs> so, um, as and, you walk as you walk through, you're being offered a term life insurance. Pretty much. <laughs> <laughs> so, point being, though, people uh, talk about IP and sponsorship and how angry that gets in, in modern day Disney terms. This stuff was around in the fifties, and right. they, it was always about getting someone else to pay the bill, which is a really smart model. Oh yeah. Well, not only that, but it's advertising for them. And that's how it got pitched by Walt Disney. And he pitched it very well. Mm-hmm. You get your name in my park. So the carefree, right? the carefree corner was for a more carefree life at all times. Be sure you protect you and your family and have the proper insurance protection. You know, so it's fun to, to be free, the to be on the move, to go anywhere. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Once imagine, again, also sponsored. Can you imagine if they had that now? If that was an attraction at Disney World, that uh, you mean like the pavilion. MET transportation at uh, Wonders of Life, Met Life, where you just went into a pavilion and they tried to sell you insurance? Well, well, I mean, you got off of um, World of Motion and they tried to sell you a car, like Test Track. What if you had well, they- yeah, test track though, those those are like future of automobiles, but no, they they've had like production yeah. vehicles at the end of world of motion. What if you had to sign a policy before they let you on the ride instead of the other way around? <laughs> I don't know if I would ride a ride if they make me sign a life insurance policy, <laughs> term or whole life. I know a little car, bit too much about that. <laughs> if you buy this car, you can ride world of motion. Well. If I may add just one thing, it's the Florida <laughs> Avenue Brewing Company. That's the beer. There it is. <laughs> there you go. They make the Vodas beer. And it was fantastic. It was a very light beer, very smooth and easy to drink. And I had it with a burger, which was fantastic. Oh, shrimp cocktail. Burger. Oh, yeah. yeah. I went the standard burger at the boathouse. Loved it. It was delicious. I'll be going there at least twice on my upcoming vacation. My new things that I'm going to be trying then will be the ahi tuna appetizer. I think there's like a something like that. And then there's a blueberry cheesecake dessert which i will be trying and we'll report See, back to you on i was just going to joke that you should go in and get like three appetizers and the baked alaska yeah <laughs> which is taller than dean yeah it is i did uh, have a magical sunday speaking of desserts at ghirardelli it was vanilla uh-huh. ice cream hot fudge sprinkles and two sprinkles sprinkles oh yeah and like mickey shaped waffle ears it was great loved it um sprinkles. And Maria Nenzos. I went to Maria Nenzos, had the chicken parmesan. Very expensive, but very good. Yeah, burrata okay. there too. Mm-hmm. Thank you for reminding me. That's right. You know my meals better than I do. <laughs> Sonic, Sonic the Hedgehog 2 is worth watching just to hear Idris Elba say sprinkles. <laughs> okay, thank you. I'll definitely check it out. That's sprinkles great. are for winners. Uh, you, you've lost me for the rest of the show, Scott. I am now researching more on this. They had a Disneyland guest register. So you could actually go into this this carefree corner and sign the guest book like you're like at a wedding or something. Mm. There was cool. somewhat. Oh no, it, it's not that. It, it completely different. But if you um, if you were active duty, and you went into the firehouse. You could sign. I think they had a book cool. um, for firefighters um, that you could sign and put your engine company or whatever or, you know whatever company number you had. Good Disneyland history mixed into the podcast. I wasn't expecting that tonight. I like this. That was great. We're, we contain multitudes. <laughs> and that was my trip report. Like I said, it was a short trip. It was a little bit of a taste of Walt Disney World. Didn't do too much when I was there, but enough to get me ready for my summer trip and uh, allow me to check in on the place. Everything everything looked okay. 
<laughs> that line alone, everything looks okay when it comes to the current state of Disney World. Has Diz Twitter already unfollowing me in mass? Oh, it's on fire. <laughs> I left out one important thing. I don't want to dwell on it too much because I know we're starting to go a little long. I did go to a new restaurant I've never been to before over at Universal Studios. Mythos. Oh, you went to Mythos for lunch. I spent three hours in Mythos because it was raining so much we didn't leave. Yeah, I don't blame you. Uh, it. It's good. Good shelter there. I was there for lunch. I know this place gets amazing reviews, and I have to say I really liked it. I don't. Is it- it's a very cool looking restaurant. It's extremely well themed. That alone, I think, is worth checking it out for. I had a very basic chicken sandwich. Again, I was there for lunch. I wasn't going to get an enormous entree. Came with, uh, I think it came with fries, but I substituted roasted potatoes. Really don't know why I did that. That may have been stupid, but <laughs> I did it anyway. That's pretty good. And uh, had a you know soda to drink on the side. Didn't go all out, but it, I, I enjoyed it. Uh, is it the best theme park restaurant in the world? Don't know. I I, I really don't know. I mean, I'm, I certainly, as you guys know, I'm very hesitant about restaurants in the parks. I tend to gravitate more towards like the Disney Springs restaurants when I think about my favorite places, but I, I have nothing but good things to say about Mythos. I definitely recommend it. Is it Mythos or Mythos? It's probably Mythos because I've been saying Mythos the whole time. <laughs> I am not commenting on what people pronounce things. No, that is let, my trip, guys. He'll just let trip. me go off and mispronounce things the whole time without saying anything. <laughs> are you going to go to judge? Are you going to go to the Plight Pig this next time? I'm, I'm trying to work it into my summer trip, all because of you. You need to go. Yeah, Plight uh, you know, Pig and BB Wolf back to back. Ooh. I heard they have sprinkles. <laughs> oh. I heard you can get sprinkles at Cozy Mills. I'm pretty sure you can get sprinkles at Gideon's. Disney They're Springs actually the size of good and plenties, though. Disney Springs is in good shape. I'll tell you that the food options there are plentiful. There it is. And I got nothing else to say about my trip. Any questions, comments? Was no. Epcot the only park you wanted? No, you did Magic Kingdom. No, Magic Kingdom, Epcot, and I was at Universal for a little bit. I literally just rode Harry Potter on the Forbidden Journey twice, went to <laughs> Mythos, and kind of walked around and headed out. That's all I did. It was kind of like in and out, which is the benefit of being a pass holder. Um, and a frequent visitor. And a frequent visitor. I did go to a cool store over at CityWalk. I forget the name of it, but it was a clothing store. And I got uh, a very cool Florida-themed T-shirt by Billabong, the company. Oh, yes. It's great. Fits well. Yep. Was, it the, was it called the Universal Store? No, called the universal store i did get a frozen coke i got a frozen coke at city walk and i will tell you on a hot day i know that dehydrates you so i'm not this is not health advice i'm not encouraging our listeners to become dehydrated but i will tell you in the moment it's extremely refreshing to drink a frozen oh yeah they taste great it's same with the frozen lemonade i used to be able to get at min and bill's dockside diner it was like right by the time i was done i was still thirsty right right, it was so tart right but man did it taste good oh so good so good it was great to be there. I had a wonderful time and uh, look forward to going back in uh, a few weeks for a summer Have vacation. Have you been to Antijitos? I uh, know, but I'll be going this summer with a good friend and uh, looking forward to that uh, that meal. It'll be great. You know, a good move, I think, after a meal at Antijitos is to get a little dessert over at Toothsome. I think that's oh. a good meal. I mean, the cool thing about Toothsome is you can just run in and get like one of their giant chocolate covered strawberries, or I think you can even get like the milkshakes to go. You can. That is um, correct. Yeah. So you don't have to wait in the tremendous line. Although I keep seeing people that like get completely lucked out and they just walk into Toothsome and they sit in like 10 minutes, carry. But yeah. Mm. Then get a voodoo donut. Oh, yeah. That's a nice. Okay. <laughs> well, guys, you know, I intended to talk a little bit about Cosmic Rewind and some of the buzz about it. But in all honesty, this has been. Kind of a long episode. I agree. I don't even, th- even think you started recording for half of it. <laughs> um, let me ask you this question, guys. First off, anything you want, you guys want to mention in the world of Disney? Anything I'm leaving out? Sci-fi food. Uh, yeah, there you go. That's exactly what I was going to go to next. Sci-fi diner has a burger with a uh, crab cake on a hamburger. Does that interest you tremendously? Yes, I want to have it. 
You guys it's got to eat better than the burger with lobster on it over at Grand Floridian Cafe because that doesn't. Wanna, that and it's got to be better than the picnic burger with just the burger with the hot dog on it. The burger with the hot dog, yeah. The, the lobster just falls off the Grand Floridian burger. You end up just eating it on the side. You have What's to get that? it with Oscar. It's a crab cake, so it's well, know, that's kind of like Oscar burger. Right. No, I, I yeah. Like so it's a burger with another. It's a double burger. Yeah. So it's not going to fall fall off. You take a, you know, it's not all going to squirt out the back like a. So, so, <laughs> Although I so usually get enough toppings that no matter what I do, everything yeah. just goes right out the back. Paul, you're saying Nick ordered a double burger. Yes. <laughs> Bacon's out the back, pickles out the back, ketchup's out the back, everything's out the back. And the butter. <laughs> um, there's a lot of new food offerings coming to Hollywood Studios. There was a, a Disney blog uh, release about it. I, I like it. I mean, I've I've always felt that studios was kind of lacking, especially in their quick service options. Mm -hmm. So they've really beefed up over the last few years. So I'm looking forward to trying some of that. But I was watching a, um, this is Scott's fault. I was watching a YouTube video. Um, I don't know why I started doing this. This is 100% your fault. And uh, we're watching a sh uh, an episode of, I can't remember whose it was now. So apologies that I can't get credit. Uh, but it was top 50 new food items coming for the 50th anniversary. And uh, I now have a mission to get a checklist and see how many of those I can try this summer. What is a highlight of something you're looking forward to? Um, there were many different versions of stuff with blue raspberry frosting on it. Always good. Uh, mm. And uh, I don't know, it might get old after a while, but like when they rolled out the cupcake and then like there was a milkshake and then there was a donut and they all looked really good. <laughs> yes. Yeah. I mean, and, and the thing that I want to mention, too, is the two cold brews that are Joffrey's that are coming to Galaxy's mm. Edge, which have been a tremendous success over at Disneyland. So that's coming to Walt Disney World. That is an absolute stuff we love. <laughs> Good stuff we love. The, the cold brews. When you mentioned that the other day in a, one of our text messages, Paul, I was like, OK, that I will be trying on a trip. Yeah. I mean, yeah, it's, it's cold brew, sweet cream cheese and Cocoa Puffs. Yeah. Come on. That's ah. with, with Godiva liqueur. Yes. No, you can get it non-alcoholic. Yeah, yeah. So that, that, you that can. You can. One. I don't that know why the, you would. Why would you, you get? But that was the second one, I believe. It was with or yes, without. Yes, correct. Oh, that's going to be fantastic. Yep. That does sound good. That is the good stuff. Dean, we'll have it together over at the Galaxy's Edge. I'm looking forward to it. Actually, not we're not going to be in Disney at the same time together. We, we can be, though. We can be. Yeah. Not for nothing. A, the, the other thing that I'll mention just real quick, the Key Lime Milkshake, uh -huh. which is coming to Hollywood Scoops. I've never, I mean, it just makes sense. I've never had a key lime milkshake. I don't think I've ever had a citrus milkshake other than like the citrus swirl, which isn't a milkshake. That I sounds that. key lime milkshake. That, ah, that sounds delicious. Now, guys, before we go to wrap up mode, any stuff we love recommendations to share tonight? Have you been watching anything, listening to anything, reading anything? Kenobi. Don't give spoilers. Just give a thumbs up or thumbs down or say uh, like it. very enthusiastic thumbs up. Nick hasn't seen any of the episodes yet. So I'm not have I. I've been in Stranger Things. Mode. Um, so things. I can give a more fully fledged thumbs up. Um, I recently started the not new series Poldark, which is on P PBS. Mm -hmm. um, and, it, and it talks about a, a British Revolutionary War soldier um, who returned from fighting in Virginia, defeated um, to his... Uh, estate in Cornwall and like all of these um, social issues and like, you know, failing businesses and stuff like that. I, I didn't know really what to expect, but I find it's very well acted. Um, the main character is one of the hobbits in um, the Peter Jackson prequel trilogy, the Hobbit. Um, and it's, yeah. Yeah. He's the one that falls in love with Kate from lost. As Great recommendation. That's Pole Dark. Am I saying that? Pole Dark. P O L D A R K. Great. Thank and I you. think it's on Amazon Prime. There it is. That's the key line. Wow. It has a full on donut on top. I yes. think you forgot to mention that part. <laughs> I'm, you know, you got to leave some things to be discovered. The joy of discovery. Hmm. Nick, you have stuff we love recommendation? I've watched uh, the first three episodes. I think, I think the whole season's done now. Of uh, Outer Ridge on Amazon Prime. Oh, yes. With, uh, with uh, Josh, Josh Brolin. Yeah. Yeah. How is that? I like it. It's really good. Yeah. I mean, I, no, I've watched four. I watched for, I first watched the first four half. Mm -hmm. The first half. Four, four of the eight episodes. Yeah. 
Cool. It's really good. It's kind of a Western sci-fi mix. Right. Yeah. Really Very good. cool. I don't, I don't really want to say too much about it because I mean, you know, right. kind of give stuff away. But. Yeah, it seemed like one of those shows that the more you learn, you, you're you like, I don't want to know anymore. I just want to see it. <laughs> Do you guys feel that right now, for whatever reason, it seems like there are more shows to watch and movies to watch? There's just this immense overload of stuff to see. I just I feel like yeah. I can't keep up. Well, you have 15 streaming services and they're all trying to uh, vie for your attention. So they're right. all, you know, pumping out. I think it's that, but there's also the backlog from the two years of the pandemic where yeah. studios need to figure out new pipelines and new ways of production um, yeah. with people working remotely and they've figured it out. And it's, I, I'm enjoying every minute of it. Mm -hmm. I love it. Dean, you got a stuff we love? You know, the overwhelming majority of my time is spent at a little league baseball field. Hmm. So have not started any new shows or series. I did watch a, a two-part uh, documentary on Ben Franklin that was on PBS. Um, okay, cool. I don't, I'm just trying to figure out what the heck the name of it was. And I really can't remember. I think it's it not was, Ben and me. No, that that's a really good book, though. It is. Um, is it called Betty Franks? But uh, yeah, I, I think, you know, what, what the boys have talked about here sounds like good recommendation. So I'll just yeah. double down on theirs and say, um, you know, unless you really want to watch Little League Baseball constantly in your life, don't let your kid be on a travel team. Okay. That's good. <laughs> I, I think love it, it. I, I found it. Yeah, it actually was just called Benjamin Franklin. Mm -hmm. Straightforward. <laughs> yeah. Season, season uh, or the first part was called Join or Die, and the second part was called An American. It was going to make dry, a documentary called... I, Butter and bacon. It's going to be about the show. <laughs> I, I'm just fascinated by Benjamin Franklin. I, I think yeah. his impact on life almost feels like a tall tale. When you start to think about all the things he did and the different, it's like he's like that character that's in every every show, every episode of every TV show ever. It's like, how, how's that guy there too? Mm -hmm. It's almost like he's the Stephen King uh, you know, villain that shows up in every different story. Yeah. Um, but on the, on the good guy side. Right. Yeah, I, and I highly recommend if you're ever in Philadelphia to go to the Ben Franklin Institute. Yeah. Highly recommend. Great, great recommendation. Is it a musical? No, it's a science museum. I meant the <laughs> documentary. <laughs> no, it isn't. It is not uh, wrapped by Lin Manuel Miranda. But if you uh, if you're ever on Jeopardy and the question is about inventing something and you don't know the answer, just guess right. Ben Franklin. It's it's either him or it's Tom Thomas Edison. Yeah. <laughs> If it says patent, it's probably Thomas Edison. But if it's not patented, it's probably Ben Franklin. I could just hear though the uh, the rap song about flying a kite in my head right now. You you lay the track, I'll lock the floor. So my stuff we love recommendation <laughs> is I'll give you another TV show. Stranger Things is back, season four. I am three episodes into it. I've watched three. Each episode is like watching a movie. They're all over an hour it. long. You finished it? Yeah. yeah. I, I saw the first episode. So Nick, you saw the first Paul. You and finished. it was like an hour and 12 minutes or something. Yeah. yeah. And that's like the shortest of the season. Really? Oh, um, I will not say anything else to avoid spoilers. I just have one question. Uh, an interesting thing that happens in pop culture. Sometimes a show comes out and a song that's associated with it rockets up the top of the charts, even though it's decades old. That happened with Twist and Shout, the Beatles cover of it with Ferris Bueller. And it's actually happened again with Stranger Things season four. This song, Running Up a Hill. Am I right about that? By Kate uh, I Bush. think so, yeah. Great song. I, that was at least in the first episode. Maybe in others. I don't know yet. But been listening to that song nonstop. It's just this unbelievable track that's top of the charts on iTunes because the character played by Sadie Sink is listening to it on her headphones. And it just so fits in well with the eerie 80s vibe in the show. Fantastic. Yep. And Good stuff. Just... Good stuff we love. Well, like seven episodes is just part one. Yeah. Nine episodes. It's nine. And it's, but it's wait, the final two are coming out in, in July. July. Oh, it's just two more. Uh, seven. I don't know if it's seven now and two coming. Something. Yes. Seven have been released and then two more. That's coming. it. That's it. That's it. Yeah. But like the last two are like two hours each. Yeah. And there's, there's strong rumors that it's coming back for Halloween Horror Nights, Stranger Things. And this season, just from what I've seen so far. It seems I, to be an amazing. They'd be dumb not to. Right. I mean, and you haven't even, I, no spoilers. You haven't seen anything you could, yet. You yeah. could do a house just off the first, like five minutes of the first. Yes. Episode. Totally. <laughs>
Wow. I mean, you could do a house just on the things leading up to the season. You, you know, Russian prison. Right. Okay. Then you do the upside down. Right. <laughs> well, guys, this has been fun as always. It's been great to be back with you. It's been a little while since we were all together on an episode of a podcast here, whether it's butter and bacon or stuff we love. So great to be with you guys as always, as we approach you, uh, 11 PM here in the East, <laughs> just like a sports radio. So that's the way. It's the way Francesca did it back in the day. But um, anyhow. Don't worry. You'll you'll edit this down to like 30 minutes. (laughs) I don't know about that. Um, Just the e-ticket summary alone is a 30-minute segment. Stop it. No, no, no. I love that. (laughs) That changed the show. That that took the show from a D-ticket to an e-ticket episode. You know what I mean? But anyhow. This is is where I'm going to jump in. You did did a Francesca. I'm going to do a Michael K. Well, it's okay. like the show is clocking in at a unconscionable <laughs> one hour and 56 minutes. That cracks me up. Whatever he does, how long always, the game always. is at the end of the game. It's, yeah, like, it's like it's this game is an unreasonable three hours and 46 minutes. <laughs> I was at Yankee games over the years where I would listen to the post game show in the radio and they would be criticized. <laughs> I just saw as like a waste of my time. It's like, yep. <laughs> What am I doing? And not to make this long show longer, but going to a Mets game to see Steve Traxel pitch. Mm, wow. The human rain delay. <laughs> great. That's great. It was like 45 seconds between pitches. We'd be booing him. Right. He's just standing there. Like, you throw the ball. You know, almost every time we went to um, Disneyland, it coincided with the Yankees playing. Oh, uh, interesting. Somewhere. Somewhere nearby, because my dad's a big Yankees fan. Oh, cool. But I know I've seen him, but I don't think I was really paying attention. Yeah. I'm sure I had a book or something. I wasn't paying attention. To a the book? Game. Back when I, before I had sleep at me and I could read without passing out after three words. <laughs> well, on that note, let me ask you guys, do you, anything you want, you want to give a plug for where we can find you on social media? I guess, Paul, let's start with you. Hi, Matt. Yo, Paulie NJ on Twitter. You can vote on his poll. Yep, you vote can on vote poll. on my poll for the next hour, which will probably be well done by the time Scott. You didn't, you didn't send it for two or three days? No, I, I did send it for a day, but, you know, Scott's it's it's late. It's a weeknight. A lot to be done. I got Peloton in the morning. I got to get ready. I got to have this posted in like three minutes. No, 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 not this one. This will take uh, a little longer. Uh, Nick, where can we find you on social media? Uh, at Nickway Mania which I don't post very often, but when you do, it's meaningful. Yes. Dean. He always says that, but he doesn't post very often, but find the last thing I tweeted. That wasn't just me replying to somebody. Oh, well, (laughs) if that's the case, I don't think I'm ever on Twitter because I don't ever, I don't, I don't create original content there. I'm usually responding to stuff. I'm usually responding to to Paul, to be honest. (laughs) Breaking news. Tavon Austin has signed with the bills. Hmm. Oh, wide receiver, punt returner. The cast off. The last thing I tweeted was that I enjoyed the Rescue Rangers movie. So did I. That was actually that, was, that would be a great stuff we love recommendation. Yeah, that was, was actually pretty fun. I watched the trailer and I was like, "Yeah, I'm not watching this." But then uh, <laughs> I watched it and I actually enjoyed it. Yeah, it's fun. I'm about 35, 40 minutes into it. It, it is. Uh, it held my attention. It's got some entertainment value. Mm-hmm. A lot of little gags and, and cameos and stuff like that. I'm not sure. I love the storyline just yet, but I'm sure they'll do something fun with it. And and then I also tweeted that uh, I'm more excited to ride through the tunnel they built to go under Tron than I am to ride Tron. Oh, you're totally looking for. I mean, <laughs> when the train reopens, it's going to be cool. But that seeing an attraction from that approach is neat anyway. Like that that sometimes a lot of people wanted to be on the outside of the loop on the monorail going through Epcot because you see all the pavilions. I kind of like to be on the inside because you are that close to Spaceship Earth. Oh, yeah. Dean, where can we find you on social media? You can find me at CT underscore Mickey underscore man on Twitter. Underscore. And someone tell our listeners about adventures out there travel. You can also find them at Little League Games. You can definitely find me at Little League Games. At... I Twitter, go to Twitter, but at Little League Games. Uh, you can find Adventure is Out There Travel, where Yo Polly NJ is an agent, as am I. I am. Uh, you could look at each of us uh, on the Twitter we just provided or at AIOT Travel on Twitter. I love using AI- AIOT, Adventure is Out There Travel. They 
handle my Disney vacations and the universal vacations. And I think the world of them, as you, as you know, um, you can find me on social media at Twitter. I'm at Scotty boy four. And here we go. It's Paul's favorite part of the show. Stuff. We love podcast can be found on Twitter at stuff. We love pod Instagram stuff. We love podcast. We have a Facebook page. We have a YouTube channel. You can write to us stuff. We love podcast at gmail.com. Our website is stuff. We love podcast.podbean.com. There you can find links to all of our previous episodes. And if you haven't done so already, please subscribe and tell your friends about the show, like the show. It makes it easier for others to find the podcast. And uh, gentlemen, as I said before, great to be with you tonight. And uh, summer's kicking off. Memorial Day weekend is complete. And uh, we're looking ahead to warm days. Summer days and summer nights, as the uh, Beach Boys album was once titled. Summer loving. Summer loving. Happened so fast. That's what she said. Let's go around the table one more time. I'm Scott. (laughs) I'm Polly. I'm Dean. I'm Nick. And this has been the Stuff We Love podcast.